feel the heat of the game. The crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache. And the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk. It's an attempt to con the referee. There's no doubt about it. I'm not having a go at Albion Ayeti in particular. Why did Duffy not get cited then for his tackle on Kent? I don't think Kamar Roof has went out of his way to try and hurt Murray Davidson. The thing that's worrying me is the fact that we could have a really good run of form to finish the season. It won't be enough to catch Rangers, but it gives Lennon the possibility of staying in the job next season, and the thought of that kind of scares me. The Home Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited, hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, and Leanne Crichton. Call now and voice your opinion 0808 17 17 700 Let's go, 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 go Here we go Wednesday night there's live football this evening sadly not at Livingston Livingston against Hamilton postponed and Leanne Crichton that's no surprise when you look at the weather out there but the good news is Kilmarnock Motherwell goes ahead and at 8 o'clock St Mirren against Celtic Yeah it's a common theme Paul isn't it the weather's been so tough over the last couple of weeks another game falls victim uh, but thankfully we've still got two that have survived the elements And Barry lots to look forward to tonight because Kelly under new management against Motherwell recent management and St Mirren who are on a roll against Celtic are they trying to narrow the gap to 18 points on the league leaders Rangers yeah it'll be interesting to see how Tommy Wright does I see he's made a few changes he's brought yep. Kabamba up up top which um, I think it's a good idea I, I know he doesn't score a lot of goals but he's a he's a real threat he's a menace to the, the centre backs and listen Celtic have got a tough trip just down the road to St Mern who Jim Goodwin has got them absolute flying and they're actually a team that I enjoy watching Paul yep Certainly, ah, we're looking forward to that tonight. It's great when the football is on live. We're sorry about the one that's off, but it's going ahead. St Mirren against Celtic and Kilmarnock against Motherwell. Last night, Scott McTominay scoring for Man United in extra time, so it's always great to see the Scottish international. You can tell, Leanne, that he was a striker at one time, the way the way he took it. Absolutely, and he's one of these players who's had so much criticism You know, over the last couple of years, and when he broke into the Man United team, people doubted him so much. Um, I think he's been outstanding this season. I think he's grown every game you watch him and now what he's doing is adding games to uh, goals to his games which is huge especially down in, in England it's what everybody wants uh, and it's what adds the the zeros on to the end of a, a price tag for these players Indeed Barry we're hoping the boogie bus will happen in the summer with the Euros <laughs> but uh, Scott McTominay uh, he's having some career isn't he? Yeah he, he continues to impress me I, I think this season he, he's went up a level if I'm being honest um, he's became a big player for Solskjaer I know he was on the bench um, last night but I think he was just resting him but he came on and he made that difference and again he's adding goals to, to his games and, and when the midfielder does that it's a great thing to see but he's, he's certainly improving every single time I watch him Looking forward to the games tonight then some of the other headlines we're waiting to hear the decision on Kemar Roof at the SFA situation this time yesterday we found out a Yeti was cleared of the charge Barry was that the right decision? Yep right decision for me um, I, I, I say definitely Doyle caught him um, I think it was a soft penalty but I, I says to you on Monday it would get yep. thrown out and I'm, I'm convinced Kemar Roof will be the, be the same I, I know it looked nasty when you, you slow it down but I firmly believe there was no intent uh, from Roof to, to hurt 
um, the St Johnson player so I, I'm more than confident he'll get away with it I actually don't think he will get away with it I think they'll give him a two match ban I think that'll that'll stay um, whether they'll review it and the fact that Rangers have appealed the decision um, I'm unsure you know I, I thought it was strange that they brought the Ayeti one you know that they raised that complaint because I mean the amount of challenges that, that happen throughout the season the amount of moments that there's been um, you know there must be more complaints about certain things the roof one you know we'll wait and see I could be wrong and, and Barry might be right but I just don't think they would have raised it um you know, without a real intent to, to, you know, follow through with that decision. OK, well, what do you think? Give us a call 0808 17 17 700. Although, Barry, we love to get on with the football itself, don't we, rather than all the refereeing decisions. And who would be a referee, as we said on Monday night? You know, the, the threats on Mike Dean down south. I see Neil Lennon was speaking about it yesterday. Who would be a referee? <laughs> yeah, I take my hat off. To would you ever I... do it? Never, never. Um, I think it's a, a difficult job. And as I said, um, I... I respect um, the fact that they, they, they want to be referees, um, but the the stuff that happened down in England with Mike Dean, I think it was ridiculous. There was absolute no need for it. Um, I don't understand why people would do such things, um, but it's, listen, that's social media nowadays for you. No, it's horrible. I mean, even last season, I had an opportunity. Um, we had a programme with the referees and, and got a taster for I it. Spent, it. Spent the day with them. Um, At least you were better than Big Tom. Anyway. It, it's, it's terrifying, actually. You know, when, when mm. you're responsible for that decision in that split instance, uh, there's so many different things to look for. You know, they're human beings at the end of the day. They don't set out on a weekend to make mistakes. Yes, we can sit and dissect every, you know, decision mm. that they do make and, and whether we would do the same, but they're just doing a job. You know, nobody deserves to, to go to their work and receive that level of abuse you know referees players managers uh, it's unacceptable here was Neil Lennon talking about the Ayeti situation and the decision I've seen it there's definitely contact you can't really call it simulation simulations when there's no contact and you know we've seen plenty of that over the years and we don't encourage that at all but as a striker who's running very very quickly and the goalkeeper's coming across his, his line as well there's there's contact and you cannot you know gauge the force that that hits you at at that speed you know I'm not a physicist or a, you know a scientist but um, I don't know how they can come to that conclusion that you know Albion's conned the referee in that instance and what about tonight's game let's hear from Jim Goodwin remember they've beaten Rangers and Celtic, they're the only team who can claim that this season. When you beat Celtic or Rangers, it very often is the case that they have played uh, you know, below par. And I think when we beat Rangers here in the quarterfinal of the, the League Cup, you know, there's no getting away from it that it wasn't Rangers' strongest eleven. You know, they did make two or three changes, which in my opinion weakened the team. There's no you know, that's not being disrespectful to the guys we played against. But you know, we still had to play to a really decent level to get the result. And it's the exact same against Celtic. Celtic played the strongest 11 against us at Parkhead. And, you know, I don't think Celtic had a, a particular off day. I think the way that my players went about it, the way that they got in their faces and pressed them and, you know, stuck to the game plan, I think that was the reason we won on that day. We want to talk about the game, but Barry, Leanne, news coming in at the Kemar Roof suspension. It's confirmed. Too much suspension. Kemar Roof. Well, I, I'm just giving you my opinion. I, yeah. I don't think there was any intent to, to hurt Davidson. Um, and again, it's the, the levels of, of consistency. Um, I'm not there. I'm afraid. So I, I'm disappointed. I'm sure Rangers will be disappointed. I don't. I think you've got to always look at the type of player he is first and foremost. He's not a dirty player. And then it's a reaction round about when Kmar Roof did make that challenge. And there wasn't. And there wasn't a reaction from the St. Johnson players. Um, so 
I think Rangers will be disappointed in that. I think they they, they maybe thought it was coming with leaving them out in, mm. in Sunday and obviously going with eating it up top. Um, but I think it's the wrong decision. That's only my opinion. I think the way they see it, the referees, what they would have been asked after the game was, did you see it in its full intent? You know, did you have a, a clear view of the incident? And really, what the referees come out and say is, is no. You know, you've shown a yellow card. If you had seen it the way you see it in the the playback, you would have issued a red card simply because of where the contact is anything above the ankle generally is a red card you know there's an intent to play the ball it's a degree with Barry there was no intent to endanger the opponent going back to the Ayeti one as well though there can be simulation with contact you know so it's whether the player initiates contact and that's where the complaint was raised so they've looked at it and, and they've decided with that one that there was no simulation that there was clear contact Um the roof one, it will be hard for Rangers to take, you know, because it's another suspension, it's another bit of punishment. Mm. I don't think Roof um, was that type of player. You yeah. know, he's, he's certainly not meant to do that. And I agree, Barry, because the reaction of the players around him would have told you that nobody really seen how bad the challenge actually was. Yeah, I'm not getting, but when it gets slowed down, it's it's certainly mm. a, a red card. Mm. I, I just think they've got to look at it in terms of the, the reaction around about and, and look at um, the type of character Kmar Roof is. Mm. In his past, has he, has he done anything over the top? And look, I, I do think it's harsh. Look, I'm not saying it wasn't a sending off. And no, you've, you've said got that. the beauty. You've got the beauty of slowing it down. And again, I'll go back to the referees. They've got a split second to make a decision, and it's tough for them at times. Here's George, a Rangers fan on the line in Rutherglen. Hi, George. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Yeah, we're we're fine, George. So, what about the news then? You'll not be happy. The two match suspension on Kima Roof confirmed. Listen, guys. I, I, I'm, I'm, you know. A few points on it. I'm with Barry, and is it Leanne? Is it? It is yeah. Leanne Crichton. Yeah. Hi, Leanne. How's Hi, it? how are yeah. we doing? It's, uh, uh, it, it's definitely a red card on the day, I would say. I don't like this re referee, and I don't think mm-hmm. uh, the you know, the retrospective action was for these kind of things. Now, from my point of view, is that referee seen that? That referee seen exactly the goat stills of it. He's seen the tackle, right? Now, what right mind is a referee going to come off, then see that tackle and replay, and then see you never seen that? You know, it's like running yourself under a bus. You know, you're not going to do that. I don't think it's a level playing field. This is where the difference with VAR comes in in Scottish football. VAR is a level playing field. Every team in the Premiership is treated the same. They've got the same amount of cameras. They're on the telly at the same amount of time, and they're all treated the same in regards to VAR is implemented to every single Premiership. Um, ground in, in England Where the difference is here is 90% of the time Rangers and Celtic are on the telly mm-hmm. Therefore they're getting treated More or, or less than anyone else Because there's more cameras at Ibrox and Parkhead yeah. There's more cameras when they're at the way ground Then they're going to be scrutinised More than anybody else When you watch maybe Hamilton against um, Say Motherwell for example You've got some highlights yeah. There may be one or two cameras And a lot can get missed that is not treating everyone the same. Not everybody's getting treated the same and it's not a level playing field. So for me, unless everybody's treated the same and it's clear rules are implemented, it's then I don't think it's a fair system. I think it should be for mis, mis, right. misidentity, mm-hmm. you know, or, or simulation or gross misconduct or, or, you know what I mean? All right, George, let, let Barry come back in. What would you say? Yeah, listen, what I will say is the only way you're going to get round it is bringing VAR in but we can't afford that up here it's plain and simple it's going to be 
too expensive. But I get, I get where he's coming from. Are going to get scrutinised more than more. any other mm. team. You know what I mean? That, that's not right, Barry. That's not a fair, a fair playing field. But even in mean? England, though, there's decisions made on a weekend using VAR that have been overturned the week later. Mm-hmm. There's been red cards yeah. that have been issued that are overturned. So VAR's not going to solve these problems. What the problem is in Scotland is that the reality is that as much as you, you know, the desire is for an even playing field, you're not going to get that because. Me and you, George, could both raise a complaint. We could email in on a Monday after watching the highlights and games over the weekend and complain about Kmart Roof's tackle or Albie and mm. a Yeti. There could be another thousand complaints. The reality is that there's no a thousand people complaining no. about a decision at Kelly or there's no a thousand people complaining exactly. a, about a decision mm. at Motherwell. But that's the goldfish bowl of Scottish mm. football. And you went to Scotland, that's <laughs> what happens when you... When yeah. Rangers are Celtic, the right mind's going to say they missed that. Though, do you know what I mean? Once you're not going to say you missed that. They're not though. But it's not their decision, though, George. Right, it's down to the panel of three ex-referees. That's what it comes down to. That's if a referee says that he missed what what he booked for. So if they go back to the referee and they say to the referee, "Did you see that in its entirety?" and he says no, then it goes to them. If he says no, I seen that. He In my opinion, I'm not calling anybody out. In my opinion. From the stills, he was five yards away. He's seen that. The referee made a mistake. We are re-refereeing games mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. That's why it was not implemented for mm-hmm. that. It was, it was put in for the three, the three main factors that I made. made he, make, he, makes a good point. Point. Yes. he makes a good point in re-refereeing the games, and that's the thing I don't like about mm-hmm. it. Yep. It's a really slippery slope That's there, where isn't I feel it? really yep. bad for the referees yep. because you're right, George. Nobody in their right mind would want to go into your work on a Monday morning and go, have a look at that again. Mm-hmm. Did you really think that that's the, the correct decision? And you need to go, no, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, every bit of work that you make, every decision you make is scrutinised. Mm-hmm. There's so many faults could be found in it, you know, regardless of whether it's the correct decision mm-hmm. or not. Um, it's a no-win situation for them. But I, I do think that... If somebody maybe came out and spoke about the decisions and offered a bit of transparency and openness and clear a clear indication of who makes the decisions and what it takes for a complaint to be brought, yeah, there's to no, the fr- there's no that expla- would make things a bit better for people. Mm-hmm. That's the issue people have got. We, we don't know who the three people are. We don't hear why they have given certain decisions and that's what people are looking for mm-hmm. people are looking for them but, to come out and be but, honest but, and truthful sure, in this case though you're all agreeing that actually it should have been a red card at the time yes. but it wasn't I think and your point George is but we're now re-refereeing the game the referee did see it he thought it was a yellow card we should move on mm-hmm. in this case yeah. when it comes so back in Right, George, is that, that's the point you're making. I'll tell you, what about yeah. for Rangers, though, with Morelos and, you know, his stupidity the other week, yet again, when it's not needed, he's serving a ban. They missed him at the weekend yeah. against Hamilton, yeah. but, yeah, George. Yeah. I, actually, I, I thought Gerard took a chance in, in Sunday, yeah. actually, because I actually thought he was going to get banned, Ruth. Therefore, if Itton would have got injured at the weekend by starting, he might have not been available for next week and we would have been playing without a striker, you know. So I think Gerard should have played proof and, and maybe not. And I don't, for, for me, you might disagree, you know. I mean, Barry's got a lot of me after he's an outstanding football player. Leanne, you were good, great in your own, your own field too, you know what I mean? I don't, for me, Big Itton doesn't do it, you know what I mean? I don't I don't think he's an out-and-out top-class striker. Right, well, the difference I, I, is Leanne is still doing it at Glasgow City. Barry, what do you feel about that, the, the striking position just now for Rangers? It's, it's a clear worry because... Your number one striker is Morelos. Rangers are a far better team with him in it. Mm-hmm. He's, he's obviously going to be missing. And now came our Ruth, who is next in place. In terms of that, and I don't think he'll play him. 
next week No I think he'll bring in Scott Wright He'll play um, Kent maybe through the middle Or Scott Wright It was an opportunity for a couple of guys To come in on Sunday And go and stake their claim And they, they never took it George Say that again I think I, I think Defoe's almost back too Do you know what I mean So uh, He was struggling he at the, the weekend wasn't start. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what, would, was... what would you do with Morelos I mean all that talent He was getting back into it Scoring some goals Working hard And he you know, gets himself It's a tough one banned. Paul But they need him Just mm-hmm. now You know the, the league is Is not mathematically Won You know So they need to To get him back in the team And he needs to recognise though You know at some point The penny's got to drop him Surely that his teammates Actually need him uh, in, in these sorts of decisions That he makes Let's everybody down But I was surprised That Ruth never played At the weekend I would need to say George I would agree with that uh, I think Stephen Gerrard's Comments midweek Last week Was that he was disappointed That the complaint Had been raised because he, Roof had been involved in the training session and was a key part of that, and then he never featured against Hamilton. So um, I would have thought they would have used them, you know, just with the fact that they might have lost them for the two games. But they need Morelis back in, especially if Roof's going out. And both the guys have mentioned, you know, Itton certainly never really looked like it was going to be the, the guy that was going to get those goals at the yeah. weekend. Look, you run the risk when you've got a, a player like Morelos, but I think he's worth the risk. I know he's let the team down. A couple of times now The one at Dundee United And the one at Easter Road But for me If you take that side of the game out of him He's not the same player um, But he needs to learn quickly Because it's uh, For me sometimes it's a bit selfish mm-hmm. He's got to think he's His teammates uh, And the, the management team And, and, and the fans So for me Rangers are a far better team with a minute And I think with the way he's played this year Alfredo Morelos A lot more of his game has been coming short Linking the game a bit mm. better And I think now with the addition of Scott Wright in there Having Ryan Kent and runners beyond him You know that could be a real attribute for them If they can get him back in the team and disciplined George you've kicked us off That's the breaking news there Thanks for joining us Bye. Cheers George Cheers. We're back We've Bye. got the team news Kilmarnock against Motherwell And we'll be previewing also St Mirren against Celtic the Bull Radio Football Show. Wednesday night the headlines just after five came our roof it is a two match suspension the Rangers striker out for the next two games Morel is still out as well uh, and this time yesterday Ayeti no suspension there was contact and uh, he will be available for Celtic tonight against St Mirren that's an eight o'clock kickoff. we might have team news uh, just before seven we'll bring you up to date we do have team news we're with Leanne Crichton of Glasgow City and Scotland recently retired and Barry Ferguson the former Rangers and Scotland uh, captain what about the weather coming in tonight it was absolutely everyone take care of the minus seven it's going to be Barry yeah yeah it's a cold one um, people are, are struggling to he get out in their cars and I felt the brunt of that today. I had to be the taxi today. Yeah. When he comes out of his estate, that's his house no. for you and me, Leanne. It's our estate when we come out of the schemes and it's not good today, is it? No, it's definitely not. It's only going to get worse as well, Paul. You know, because yeah. it was it looked good yesterday when the, the snow was light. Now it's just ice, it's packed. Um so everybody needs to take care out there and get home safe. I, I seen up north it was minus nineteen. Ah, yeah. Unbelievable. You wouldn't get me over the door if it was minus nineteen. <laughs> very, no very icy. Minus seven's as bad as I felt it you this look, year. You look cold last Friday. Oh, every Park. Friday night it's, it's <laughs> doing me. I know I the thing is lockdown came at the end of March, middle of March, just yep. as the weather was starting to get a bit better and it restarted again in October. I've literally not been at a game that it's been decent weather for probably the best part of a year so the summer needs to come very very soon soon enough we're going to talk about the lower leagues I hate to say the lower leagues but from the first division second division the women's game Barry your division the uh, up north as well and the the uh, the borders area the lower part of Scotland 
no sign of anything coming back and they're saying it's going to be the first week in March before there's there's any news in that so we'll talk about that in a wee while which means it won't start in the 1st of March it's going to be after that when can the leagues restart but we've got news now Kilmarnock against uh, Motherwell tonight so Kelly under new manager Tommy Wright and he's cho- made some changes here's the team 1-11 to and then Barry and uh, yourself Leanne looking uh, over it Doyle McGowan Medley Dickamona, Hounstrup, Power, Dicker the captain, Mackenzie, Burke, Kilty and Kabamba. Up against Motherwell, who have Kelly in goal, of course. Uh, O'Donnell's the captain tonight. Mugabe, Lamy, Carroll, Campbell, who scored at the weekend. Crawford, Maguire, Long, Cole and Watt. Barry, you spotted right away four, four or five changes at yeah, three, yeah, yeah, Kilty and Kabamba have, have come in. And, uh, listen, a lot of people say Kabamba doesn't score enough goals, but I actually like him up top. He's He causes... Defenders' problems, so he, he's went for a real attack-minded team. Uh, Tommy Wright in the, his first game, and I think they'll get a reaction from him. Um, when you listen to Tommy Wright speak, he speaks very well, and he's a type of manager that I would really enjoy um, working under. So, I think I think they'll get a reaction tonight, and I think they'll get that that vital win that, that's needed because they're getting dragged into that kind of relegation zone. Mm-hmm. And for me, that have got too good a players to to get involved in that I think what would have helped Tommy Wright going in this week is that he'll know most of the players that are there you know he, he's played against them he'll have scouted them he'll have looked at analysis he would have been over the course um, so it would have been interesting for him to get in there and see training sessions and, and see players close up and I think he's picked a, a really strong team tonight I think the changes that he's made is is what Kelly need I know there's been chat about the lack of goals in the side I think they'll, they'll probably go that 4-4-2 formation tonight uh, Kibamba I'll agree with Barry he's a workhorse up top as well he might not score the goals but he certainly lets defenders know that they're in a game uh, and that's what Kelly need you know they need something that can get them up the pitch link the game and create opportunities because when you've got players like Greg Kilty in there Chris Burke they should be scoring more goals than, than they have Graham Alexander's got off to a decent start though as manager Leanne how do you think uh, Motherwell tonight of course there's no Declan Gallagher there is a situation about his contract if he plays another game it triggers an extension to it um, th- th- that's a worry for, with the Euros coming up as well yeah. for yeah. Declan Gallagher because he's became a, a very big player for Scotland I've been really impressed when he's, he's played mm-hmm. with the national team so that's something I'm sure Stevie Clark will want sorted pretty soon. Mm. And I'm sure Declan Gallagher would want that sorted as well because you've got to be playing games and, and what an opportunity. How long has it took us 22, 23 years to, <laughs> to qualify? You don't want to be missing out um, when it's over a, a contract. So hopefully in time, Murrow and, and Declan Gallagher can come to some sort of agreement. No, I would agree. And the thing is, you, as a footballer, you can you know that the Euros are coming but you can never really look too far ahead you need to look to the next game you need to look to where the next performance is coming from because when you're looking over your shoulder as a player there's other players that want to get in that squad you know just to, just because you've been there in the last squad doesn't guarantee that you're going to get there um, so he needs to be playing games he needs to be consistently uh, improving you know and being there week in week out and staying injury free as well and, and you don't do that for sitting at home watching games Here's Kyle on the line to the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited Kyle How's it in Busby tonight? How's the weather? It's still cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully you're uh, you're taking it easy. Kyle, what's in your mind then on Rangers? Yeah, I was just going to ask the guys. Uh, in the summer, obviously, I think Rangers are going to have a few players going through transfers and everything. I was going to ask, could do you think would be a, a bigger miss, or a bigger letdown if uh, Tav went or Kent went in the summer? Who would they miss more? What do you feel? 
my opinion, it's uh, Kent. I just the way he plays. I don't think there's many other wingers like him. Just the variation he's got and just how unpredictable he is. Even if he has a bad game, he's still one of the best players in the pitch, in my opinion. Leon, it's a good question. Mm. You know, off the an honest answer probably to have. You know, I think Tavernier with his numbers and his stats, um, his leadership qualities that he's got. You know, another player that showed real resilience over the last number of years has come under a lot of criticism. Has still been there, still showing up. Um, I think you know his numbers. I look at Kent a lot of the time and the way he performs. And yes, he, he does an awful lot, but I still think there's elements to his game that could really improve and, and when you look at now you know Rangers have brought in Scott Wright could he be a natural replacement if Ryan Kent was to move on whereas you lose Tavernier who replaces those sorts of numbers and assists and goals um, and gives you that same influence and input in the dressing room I'd be surprised if, if Tavernier goes simple fact he, his age if somebody comes mm-hmm. in and, and want to spend a bit of money he's coming up in the uh, 30 year old yep. um, so Listen, there's still a long way in his career to go, but um, in terms of who would miss most, I, I, listen, I, I just want more for Kent at times. Mm-hmm. He frustrates mm-hmm. me. Um, certainly in the, the final third, at times he can deliver that, that piece of magic. Um, but it's going to be a, a worrying summer because I do believe that a number of Rangers players will... Um, Sorry, a, a lot of clubs will be looking at them. Um, yep. A lot of people going about Morelos, Kent, Tavernier. I think the one that they need to be wary is is Kamara. I think with Kent, sorry, Paul, the way that he plays, he's probably better suited to, to European games when, when things open up a bit more. And even defensively, I think he puts in a real shift. You know, when you look at some of the big performances and results that Rangers have got, which perhaps that might be irreplaceable to an extent. But I do think what Barry says, you know, there's a frustration there with, with what he does and the consistency, you know, the type of player and the opportunities that he gets in that final third. He doesn't take too yeah. many. He's definitely a game changer, but mm-hmm. I mean, I, I still think there's a lot of improvement. He's still, he's still learning the game. Um, he still needs to get a level of consistency in his game as well one week he, he's great mm-hmm. and then the next week he might be off it a wee bit so he just needs to get that but he's still a big player for Rangers for me I'd still always have him in that that starting 11 because as I say he but, can bring that bit of magic in the final mm-hmm. third but it could be big bucks coming in because Kyle as you know Leeds were in reported to be around 10 million back in August obviously Rangers weren't going to sell him then but uh, what do you think he's worth Ryan Kent Honestly, you never know whether uh, an English team's going to come in and offer big money or just because they know he's coming from Scotland, mm-hmm. they'll try be fly with it and try, I don't know, five million or something. But it's whatever Rangers are willing to to take with it and how how dominant they're going to be with it. They wouldn't sell him, would they, at five million? No, absolutely no chance. But it is clear that there is one or two that that will go to balance the books that that was um, that was says in the AGM um, but I'm not too concerned because I think the managers already think ahead you've seen me recruitment in the January window I still firmly believe he's got his eye on three or four other players to come in in the summer so he's he's mindful he, he could lose a couple of his big players but I'm more than confident with his recruitment over the last year it'll replace their players I was always struck Kyle and Leanne that twice uh, Stephen Gerrard has said publicly you know Kamara he mentioned a contract but it hasn't happened yet mm-hmm. 
Leanne, do you think if they lose him, that, that he's obviously a big loss to Rangers? I think it'd be a huge loss. You know, I think the way he's performed this season, real consistency. Uh, I think there's elements of his game that he offers in different positions. You know, he's very adaptable in the middle of the pitch. Yes, he plays a, a more kind of forward-thinking role at times, but I think he can play in there as that six and eight and, and be really disciplined. And the money that they've spent, you know, it's an absolute steal. Um but would they sell him, you know, if the right offer came? Absolutely, simply because, you know, to balance the books with one player in terms of the outgoings that they've had on him, um, I think they would take any reasonably um, decent offer for him. Yep, he, he's the one that I think people will be looking at and maybe Barisic as well. A lot of people go on about Kent and Morelos and listen, I'm, I'm pretty sure that the clubs are, are looking at them, but if you're asking me who the, the ones that could go, that's the two that I would maybe think that it's a possibility it could go in the summer Kyle 21 points clear but you'd be disappointed at the performance of the weekend the manager was and he was really honest about it you're looking for a bounce back on Saturday against Kilmarnock are you going to get it? yeah look it'll, it'll be a tough game with Tommy Wright coming in as a new manager you know what happens when new managers come in it's always a tough game the players seem to try harder but I think we should get the, the three points at Ibrooks. thanks very much for calling Kyle cheers some good points there about the Camara as well that is one that people would worry about but it's the price of success yeah, isn't it that, that's what yeah. happens when you've got good players there's, yeah. there's always going to be clubs and, and listen you know the kind of market up here if the right offer comes in um, clubs will sell and, and Rangers have been open and honest about that but I wouldn't be too concerned because as I said I think the recruitment side of what's happened at Rangers has, has been really really good over the last 12 months so the matches tonight then St Mirren against Celtic at 8 Killy against Motherwell we've given you the teams they kick off at 6 and Livingston against Hamilton postponed so we heard from Jim Goodwin what about Neil Lennon looking forward to the match at Paisley the performance against St Mirren just didn't seem to have that zip about us at all and we certainly lack concentration at times as well so Obviously, the game's come around again quickly, so we're looking for obviously you know a far better performance what got at Celtic Park, and you know build on the two you know previously good performances of late. That was just eleven days ago. It seems yeah. ages ago. What about the injury update? Well, no, no real fresh injury worries. Sorrow had a prang in his car this morning due to the adverse weather conditions, so we're just checking on him, making sure he's already missed a large part of the session. James E. Forrest is back in training, but obviously tomorrow night's too soon for him. So that's a welcome boost back to the squad as well. Sorry, yeah, Ryan is back in the squad as well, yeah. Barry. Yeah, I mean, in terms of the the game against it, man, 10, uh, 10 days ago, it frustrates me at times because... A lot of people go on when it's Celtic or Rangers or they've had a bad day at the office or not playing well. I don't think the clubs like St Man in that day get the credit. I thought St Man were excellent and they totally deserved their three points. And the same as uh, in Sunday um, when Rangers went to Hamilton. Um, everything was all, all about Rangers mm-hmm. and no performing right. It wasn't a great performance, but let's give credit to Hamilton. Again, I thought that's the best I've seen Hamilton. Um, they took the game to Rangers, they closed them down. And uh, they were they were on top for the vast majority of the game, so it does frustrate me when when clubs who get results against the the old firm don't get the credit. I think that's the beauty as well of having young players in your side because they don't they're, they're fearless. You know, you look at that Hamilton side and the results that eight 0 You know, when they've played against Rangers previously, they don't think about that. You know, it's another game. You go and prove yourself. You go and play. Um, I thought they were different class at the weekend. I must say and. I, lot of credit needs to go to Brian Rice and to think that no a couple of minutes to go in the game I thought that's a really tough 
low to, to not take anything from it but credit where credit's due you know they go and get themselves a point and Ross Callahan's interview at the end you could tell it certainly felt like a win for them but St Mirren the last time out going back to the, the Celtic game tonight they were outstanding at Celtic Park they were so brave Jim Goodwin made changes that day which I was surprised at he changed the team up they have lost Christian Dennis since then um, to that Achilles injury that's a big blow but Jim's recruited really well at St Mirren as well and what they've got is a, a bravery about them as well that they go they've got an identity in what they do and the way they play they're well organised whether it's that back three or that back five they don't give teams an awful lot of opportunity and I think tonight will be you know another cracker of a game Yep, because he was questioned in the, the semi-final with the, the changes that he made and again um, when St Mern went to Celtic Park he made a few changes as Leanne just said there yep. no Brophy no Abika up front mm-hmm. and um, he, he took a risk and we watched it in, in, in the yep. studio here and I was really impressed with him listen they defended brilliantly but see when they had the ball they went forward with a purpose and again as I said they thoroughly deserved the, the three points they got at Celtic Park and Celtic will know they'll win a game tonight mm-hmm. when they, they go to St Mern because um, again Leanne mentioned his recruitment his recruitment's been excellent he's brought guys for over the, the League Island as well and they've settled in really well and they've got a a real style, uh, a real way of playing. They've got a good style they've about them. They've got a good balance on. as well. You know, yeah. they've got experience in there in Shaughnessy and, and the captain. Um, they've brought in players, you know, McGrath in the middle of the pitch, really influential. Jake Doyle Hayes, some cracking players that, that, you know, it's not a given that these players settle. Celtic will be up for it as well, of course, because they, uh, they played well, especially the first half. Much of the game against Motherwell, mm. a decent win. But again, they couldn't uh, keep the clean sheet. Uh, and for Celtic, and a good win last week against Kilmarnock. You're looking forward to it tonight. I see it on its sky at the moment. Andy Walker is there. Jim's just gone to him. It's great to football in midweek. We're taking a quick break and then we're back looking forward to the matches tonight. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go! Paul Cooney with Barry Ferguson, Leanne Crichton. Wednesday night, it's the home of Crichton, Ferguson and Cooney. And your calls, 0808 17 17 700. Stay safe, watch yourself. Chris keeping us up to date with what's happening on the roads. Livy, the match is off against Hamilton. And that's a pity. Aki's would be looking forward to that because they had a great result against Rangers. Yep. The draw at the weekend, full of confidence. It's a wee bit of a blow that the game's off for them tonight. They must be on a high. Yeah, would have been a blow... Um... I listened to Brian Rice after the game and he was just desperate to get the boys in the next day and they would have took a lot of confidence out of the way they played. The way they took the game to Rangers, um, I think, surprised everyone. Um, but they thoroughly deserved the, the point, if not the three points, and they'll be disappointed um, the game's off tonight at Livingston. The match goes ahead. It's on Sky at eight. The Celtic vice-captain, Callum McGregor, in front of the microphones yesterday, talking about the current form. They have that motivation to keep going and keep winning and getting those 12 trophies in a row was an outstanding achievement, and it probably set a new bar in terms of consistency and level of performance, and I think that's why everyone's so surprised. You know, the, the level's kind of dropped this year. I think everybody just expected it to continue you know Celtic win every trophy from now to the end of time it's not possible it had to end at some point ideally we didn't want it to end but you know there is going to be difficult times in your career and you have to come through them and and work even harder to, to come through the other side Leanne the Green Brigade obviously thought it would go on forever another banner today January review 
And uh, yeah, a few derogatory comments about the club. I'm not going to go into them. I don't think we should give that extra airtime. But what about Callum McGregor? Uh, he's been a high spot for Celtic for a number of years. He has, and you know, he speaks ever so well. You know, he's the ultimate professional. He's one of those players that will give you his all. You know, I think the discussions that have been had throughout the season, Celtic performances, the players want to play for the manager. Are people trying? He's not one of those players. You, you can never question. You know, his work ethic and his desire. You see it the way he plays and the way he performs. Forms, it must be a really frustrating year for him, you know, because he has been one of the players that's always showed up, um, always gave his all to perform. Um, but as he said, you know, they, they just need to continue now and, and try and get those good performances, get that run together. You know, was it too good to be true that the run that they were on could have continued? You know, football's a, a funny old business, that's why we love it, that's what keeps us on our toes. Um, but no, I, I Really like Callum McGregor as a, as a player and as I say, he speaks so, so well. How good is he as a, a midfielder? I know, Barry, you particularly like to see him push forward. Yeah, I, I like him when he is pushed a bit further forward. I, I think he brings a lot more to um, his game and, and the Celtic team. But he's been the real driving force. He's been the most consistent Celtic performer. And as Leanne just says there, when you, you listen to him, um, he, he speaks very well. Uh, and uh, listen you, you never know I, I know he's a big player for Celtic but I'm sure there'll be clubs down south mm. keeping an eye on Callum McGregor I, I, I think he's got all the attributes just sometimes I've said it when he's played with Scotland uh, sometimes I want to see a wee bit more from him um, but he's certainly a talented midfielder He said that so much responsibility you know since he's broken into the Celtic team has it been 2014 I think when, when he, he came in and um, you know has won trophy he's performed well ever since but I think this season he's been asked to do too much in terms of accommodating other players you know he's the one that gets moved out to the left when you need to bring another player into the team um, he's the one that then gets asked to sit you know when players are missing push forward I think his performances have suffered you know, because of the decisions that have been made at Celtic this season and I just wonder if he's a player that will be looking you know what's the next step for him in his development as a player you know if he goes and, and makes it to the Euros this year as a Scotland player it's another thing off the bucket list you know what's next in your football career what can you go and achieve and, and how much can you prove and I think he's one of the players at Celtic right now that certainly could go down to the Premier League um, into a decent team you know top half of the table and do really really well but he's not one that Celtic under Neil Lennon or whoever would be in charge in the future would want to lose, you would imagine. So El Hamid has gone. That's been expected for months. He's back in Israel. His family, his wife was there and his child. So it's understandable in a way with COVID, uh, people couldn't travel. He's gone back. And near Beton, it looks as though he'll be going uh, to Israel in the summertime. I mean, eight years by then, Barry, been a good servant to Celtic? Yep, he has. I mean, he came as a central midfielder and he's filled in at centre-half quite a lot. I know he's come in for a bit of criticism at times, but it's hard when you go and change position and I think he's done just fine. But I think now you're seeing the start of the mini clear-out. I think you'll see players over the next few months not be involved at Celtic and Celtic will look to move them on and as we all know I think it's a full rebuild that's going to happen at Celtic John's been on the socials saying what are Celtic thinking about though with El Hamid away Frimpong away and there's uh, no cover for John Joe Kenny at right back well, well Ayer can go there and play right back um, so that's probably the thing behind behind that I, I, I get the, the Celtic fans um, are, are worried about that but that they're hoping that John Joe Kenny's going to come up here you, you never know in, in terms of injury or whatever but if he does miss out Ayer can go in there and, and um, fill in for him Leanne? Yeah there's a couple of different options you know that's going with the back four you know Celtic have, have toiled with the back three this year as well which you can change and use Welsh in there as well I, I don't think it's 
a huge blow, you know, in terms of the personnel that they've got. <laughs> there are still good players there and good players in and around the Celtic squad. And maybe there's a couple of youngsters there as well as, as the season, you know, draws to a close. Can you try and get a few players in to give them that experience and look towards, you know, next season? I mean, the Green Brigade and many Celtic fans, there's not many who want things to continue. It's been a terrible season from Celtic's point of view. The, the changes have started, though, Barry, haven't they? And you did say the other week you wouldn't be surprised if Neil Lennon is there for some time. It looks as though it's going on. There's no plan at the moment to replace the manager. We never like to say that when someone's in a job, but there's beginning to be changes. Yep, certainly in the, the playing squad, as we've, we've seen over the last few weeks. I just think the Celtic fans, um, I know the board made a statement, I think, three or four weeks ago that they were going to come out and, and let them know they've, they've not um, come out and done that. I think that's the frustration behind the banners, etc. But I wouldn't be surprised if, if Neil Lennon's still in the hot seat. I, I'll be honest with you, I've listened to a couple of interviews. Um, he's looking at rebuilding um, himself. So, as I said, stranger things have happened. And the Turnbulls, the Soros, his own team, the goalkeeping position's obviously been, you know, a really tough one. But it looks as though he's going with Bain now. What do you? How good is David Turnbull for you? And what about the introduction recently of Soros as well? He's outstanding, David Turnbull. You know, I, I've spoken about it before on the show. I found it hard to believe that he had to bide his time for so long to get into the team. Um, he's been outstanding, you know, since he's come in. He's performed well. I think his desire, his work rate, you know, his attitude, even when he was out the team, you know, he spoke very well. He's a player that people will be looking at though, Paul. You know, regardless of him only being at Celtic a short time, he's a player that has had so much potential for, you know, a number of years now, going back to when he first broke into the, the team at Motherwell. He's had his injuries, had his setback, he's bounced back. People will be looking from afar to see that that injury won't happen again. And once people see him with enough games under his belt that have proven that, he'll be a player that clubs in England you know if they're not already looking they'll be looking very very soon especially with this summer coming up if he manages to break into the Scotland team and get themselves to the Euros he'll be a player that will be hot hot property Yep Liana I think he's got to play centrally I think he's more effective I know that they're playing this diamond and he's played on the right side a couple of times He needs to play the top Yeah, He's got to play the tip of that diamond he's got to play centrally he brings so much in terms of you see in terms of the, the balls that he can play play through he's a real clever footballer um, and I, I say as a way at the start when Celtic sign him for three million pound a lot of people maybe raised a few eyebrows I think it's going to be a snap I think he's got everything in his locker again um, to be a, a top player and, and I wouldn't be surprised if, if clubs are keeping an eye on him but Leanne just said there he's he's come through a, diffi- a, a difficult period in terms of his knee injury but now he's starting to get a number of games under his belt and he's He's getting better and better every time you watch him. You wonder what uh, Celtic, which Celtic will turn up tonight at uh, the Digital Stadium in, I can never remember all the names. These Smicer. Days. What is it? Smicer. The Smicer, right, the Smicer Stadium. <laughs> Thank you, Barry. I hope that is, Keeping is us it? up to date. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ali will tell us, and yeah, James, James is saying, up. you know, because Neil what a year it's been for everyone. Uh, you know, all of, everyone listening, everyone involved because of COVID and all the rest and the fact that we're all locked down. So Neil Lennon's been speaking about how he checks in on his players. Well, yeah, I think I've gone on record is you know saying that you know I've actually been to a couple of players' homes just to check on them and make sure they're they're okay. You know going, going through difficult period. I think the level of criticism is something I haven't experienced before either. You know if it's 
a shock to me, then you know, must be so difficult for them to comprehend, you know, not having been here before. So yeah, I've spoken to a few of them individually, and um, you know, they all seem in, in decent spirits at the minute. And Barry, as a manager, it's a tough time. You've got Kelty Hearts and and players who are in furlough, maybe worried about their jobs as well. You've got part-time players. A really tough time for players. Yeah, uh, great management. A lot of people yeah. don't see that side yet. And what Neil Lennon just says there, I think that's really good man management. Um, looking after his players, making sure everything's alright no matter if you're a full time footballer and you're, you're earning good money everybody's going through tough times um, so I, I'm the same um, try and look after them as, as best as I can just make sure everything's alright just keep them in touch with them and that's the most important thing to do Leanne, is it the same with you with your, you're not in management but you know senior player at Glasgow City do the girls all are you on a WhatsApp do you talk much to each other we do we do but we, we probably don't talk enough and it's difficult just now because there's been quite a turnover of players at our club as well there's a lot of new players which thankfully a good few of them are, are staying together in accommodation um, with the flats and stuff that they've got but it's tough because football's the only opportunity just now that you get to see people and we, we don't even have that um, so I, I, I like that for Neil Lennon you know making sure people are okay don't ever assume that your friends are alright and your teammates are okay and your players are getting on even if you see them at training now you know because one place that you're probably not going to open up is when you come to training in front of your group of peers so to have that moment away and if you are worried about folk to go to their houses standing outside the door I'm assuming uh, (laughs) in these temperatures no absolutely you know and make sure people are okay because that can go a, a long long way yeah but I keep repeating on the group chat that don't be scared to pick up the phone listen it's it's not a macho thing to keep it in just if you are struggling whether it's myself Bob or the, the general manager pick up the phone and talk to us if we can't help you I'm sure we can pass you on to uh, some, uh, someone who can so it's important that people do talk out because um, it it's tough times like people stuck in the house you, you can't even do normal things like go and meet each other mm-hmm. as Lan was just saying she's got teammates who are stuck in a an apartment themselves, they can't even get out and socialise for even a coffee. So it's it's real tough times, but do you know what? We'll get through it because this vaccine's now starting to take control. Barry Ferguson, Leanne Crichton, and Paul Cooney were back after the news. Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on heat pumps, servicing and breakdowns, renewable energy and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. More the same, I think. You know, they counter-attacked quite well. They defended really, really well at times against us. But, you know, we were definitely not at it, you know, in the final third. So I think that's a real sort of um, motivation for us going into the game tomorrow night. We're in a good place and um, we shouldn't fear anyone. You know, in terms of uh, what we've already done this season and the teams that we've already beaten, you know, we've beaten Rangers, we've beaten Aberdeen, we've beaten Celtic. So, you know, there's absolutely no need for us to be uh, overly concerned about Wednesday. You know, we respect the opposition. Um, you know, a lot of time for Neil Lennon as a manager. And obviously, they're a team full of international quality players. But, you know, I'm just hoping for a similar level of performance um, to the one we got at Parkhead recently. And I think if we can reach those levels again, then 
will cause Celtic problems. Jim Goodwin, before him, Neil Lennon, just under two hours away from the big match tonight. We're all looking forward to watching St Mirren against Celtic Rangers. Start today, 21 points clear. They don't play till the weekend uh, against Kilmarnock. As you know, Celtic play again on Sunday. So could it go down to 18 points today? So it's a big one for Celtic. Because, Barry, nobody's counting their chickens until nobody's going to say the league is over. But no. the Celtic fans feel it is. Yeah, and everybody's got their, their own way of thinking. Um, but I, I'm clear in uh, what I'm saying here. I, I think the Rangers um, players at this moment in time, look what happened on Sunday. Disappointing performance, disappointing result. And I fully expect it to be down to 18 points um, later tonight. I, I think Celtic, the first 65 minutes against Munnell, we watched it again in here and they were very good. It's the best I've, I've seen them probably for a, a while. Um, certainly the first 45 minutes. But... Listen to Jim Goodwin there. Um, St Man, I'm not going to fear them. They went a couple of weeks ago or ten days ago, should I say, and, and got a fantastic three points. And already they've they've took points off um, both Old Firm and Aberdeen. So St Man are at home, and I'm sure they'll go out confident. But I'm more than certain Celtic will get the three points. Leanne Crichton standing by for your calls, along with Barry Ferguson and Mark is on the line from Newton Mearns, a Celtic fan. Mark, good evening. Hi Paul, how are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. What's in your mind tonight? Um, maybe a bit off topic to be honest, but I've been talking with a couple of workmates in the office about the whole Guard of Honour idea and um, we were talking about whether or not you think it should or shouldn't happen and I was just wondering, Leanne and Barry are probably two good people to ask the question to because obviously played with Celtic and Rangers, both of them, so I was just wondering what, what, what they think about the whole Guard of Honour thing. Do you think it's something that should happen? I know that um, it looks like Rangers are going to potentially win the league before the, the last Celtic Rangers game of the season. Mm. So therefore, the question we need to be asked of Celtic, are you guys going to do a guard of honour? So I was wondering, um, I don't. I think it's a recent phenomenon, isn't it? So yeah. I don't know if it happened back in uh, Barry's day when he was at Rangers, but I was just wondering what the panel's thoughts were on it. Good point. But no, it certainly didn't happen back, <laughs> Did back it not, in my day. No, no and, and listen, I'll be honest with you, I, I, I'm not too concerned, and I'm sure that the Celtic Rangers players won't be. Um, this is a, a kind of new thing, doing the, the guard the honour, but listen, it's different up here, remember. <laughs> this is the West of Scotland <laughs> um, we're in. Um, I'm sure when it's all done, and if Rangers do win it, I'm sure Celtic will admit Rangers were the better team. And previous, when Celtic have won leagues, um, certainly in my time, you have to be the bigger man and, and stand up and say, look, Celtic were better than us this season. So, in, in terms of having the guard the honour, I very much doubt it will happen, but it's something that doesn't concern me and I'm, I'm sure it will no concern anybody at both clubs. But if it is what happens now, why why shouldn't it happen? Surely it's the right thing to do. Why? Just because it's happened over the last couple of years? Yeah, it's the way things... I mean, things evolve, things change. Yeah, well... Uh, yeah. Everybody's got their own opinion, but yeah. I very much doubt it will happen, if I'm being honest. Really? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Leanne, what it, do you think? It, it actually happened for us last season at Glasgow right. City, which was it has been fairly new probably in the last number of years. Uh, I thought it was a nice gesture. You know, I, I think we played Hibs first and they never done it, but I, I think it was more that they hadn't thought oh. about doing it. Um, and then the following week we played against Celtic and, and you know, they they done that for us. So I thought it was a nice gesture. I think it's maybe different... Um, in terms of the men's game and the way it's been, you know, as hostile as it's been. But I do recall, I think back in 2018, you know, yeah. I remember reading an article about that and Neil Lennon w was had suggested that if 
it had been the other way about Celtic would have given Rangers a guard of honour uh, and it never happened so if that was the case this season it would be interesting to see how they go about it because is that a step that could possibly remove a, a lot of the the hostility that, that is there between the old firm clubs you know it might yep. be something that moving forward that becomes you know a bit less intense there's always winners and losers and people should be big enough to stand up it didn't happen two years ago and actually Rangers if that was the case should be you should be big enough to stand up to, for your opponents come out and give them that recognition and I think that's what Celtic and if Neil Lennon said that then then surely that's what Celtic will do Matt what do you feel as a Celtic fan when Rangers win it, if they win it, uh, would you like to see your team applaud Rangers onto the field? Um, yeah, well, my, my, one of my workmates, actually, Craig, had said to me about um, Alex Ferguson, who used to get make his players do it because he felt as if the players it was an extra punishment yeah. for his players for not winning the league. You know, it was yeah. more. It wasn't to do with the fact that he was a good gesture. He wanted his players to feel the humiliation of of that other team walking onto the park and saying, "Those guys that you're applauding are better at football than you." So, so it's a kind of kick up the backside for the following season. You know, do you want to, the following season to have to stand there and applaud these guys coming onto the pitch again? You know, so it was more like punishment. But um, I would, I would, I would like to see Celtic do it because, I mean, it's it's, it's probably just a daft thing, you know. But it's still it's part of the kind of modern game, I suppose. Good point, Barry, isn't it? But I, I told you, but I used to do. I think I mentioned yeah. it last week. Yeah. I used to, if we didn't win the league, I would go and watch. Um, Celtic picked a trophy up because it made me even more yep. determined mm-hmm. the following season to work even harder and I would go in and let all the guys know um, I found that it was a, a motivational thing for me mm-hmm. um, and I'm get, I am get what Mark just said there that Alex Ferguson it's a good point it is hard so, huh? <laughs> believe me so uh, you doing an Alex Ferguson or is he doing a Barry Ferguson you just face it and you look at it and think let's not listen like, I think if you ask your players yeah. I don't think they'll be too concerned about it no. Paul I'll, I'll be no. honest with you the, you know who yeah. who's been the best team all season listen it's just a bit different up here is it going to help going forward? Yeah. Who knows? Can you imagine it with the fans in though, with 60,000 so, and these oh, days, you know, it may be a bit I, different with yeah. no fans <laughs> And I, don't, I tell you, I don't like the way that uh, they've stopped the opposition fans coming. There's a tiny, what, less than yeah, a thousand. That's got to change. That's pathetic, you know. Listen, I can go back with Both my experience. Clubs. When I was yeah. at Ibrooks and going out and three yeah. stands were full of your own yeah. fans and you would look, le- I would yeah. always look left and that yeah. full stand would, t- I think, 8,000, 9,000 Celtic yeah. fans. Mm. That's what makes old firm games mm-hmm. special. Yeah, of course. And we we just Celtic having that that yep. corner. I think what is it three four hundred fans. Uh, yeah. They need to get that sorted quickly because yep. what an occasion an old firm game is, and that's what that's what you grew up, grew up with enjoying. Of course, exactly. The, the the fierceness of the the, the support the when. If you went out for a corner kick, I always remember going over to getting the, the ball and you'd be getting absolute dogs <laughs> yeah. abuse. But it was it was good. That's what makes it. I don't think anybody gains from it. No. You know, because no. as a player, win or lose, there's an element of motivation there, regardless if it's in front mm-hmm. of your fans or mm-hmm. opposition fans or even for the, the fans in the stadium. That's what football is. It's that rivalry and mm-hmm. that the, the singing between fans and you know your team goes one up, getting one up with mm-hmm. other fans. It, it has removed that at old. Yeah, it needs to change. It needs yeah. to change quickly. I think you're coming round to it, Barry. Yep. The yeah. No, I take your point. Why, yeah. Why, sorry, why was it changed in the first place? Does anyone know? Was it to do with police or was it to do with the no. clubs themselves? 
no, did I Rangers think... change it and then Celtic followed suit or something? That's right, and Celtic followed suit and did it before Rangers because they had the first game. Listen, both clubs should look at themselves on it. It's not a good move and it's, it's not It's not actually safe, you know, 600 people going to the opposition ground. Honestly, these are the things as they move forward with Celtic, with, you know, Dominic Mackay coming in. It's what, There's loads of things happened, the right things in the past. That wasn't Paul, right. That's not the right move. if you ask any Rangers or Celtic player yeah. and they're at home and they've come out and they've got the vast majority of fans, I would actually prefer yeah. the opposition fans mm-hmm. been in. Mm-hmm. The, the 8,000. Of course, yeah. And again, going to Celtic Park, you've got 52,000 Celtic fans and you've got 8,000 Rangers yeah. fans in the corner. That's that's what it's all about. Sure. That's the beauty of the old firm game. Because you sacrifice that, don't you? It's almost like you would take having more of your mm. own fans in the ground, but then when you're punished when it's yeah. an away game and there's no opportunity to get to the game, you know, you kind of need to give, give to take. And uh, it's certainly for Scottish football, I think it's a rule mm. that... Both clubs need to sort it out because it's, it's so ridiculous. Did, Mark, did, did Rangers try and do it to gain a sporting advantage? Like on on the pitch, they thought this will have a positive impact on the on the field of play, or did they do it because um, they, they didn't actually release the, the details of why they did it? They just said this is what we're doing. In fairness, as I recall, I think they were saying that they can sell more season tickets and sell the whole tickets for the whole ground virtually as Rangers were, were coming back. And I get that. Right, but right. in the past, they always managed it and both clubs should. They should have a look at that, both of them. It's not... You're right. You raise a great question, Mark. And actually, you, uh, Leanne, have said that Celtic gave uh, you a guard of honour just last year. They yep. did. And it, it does feel awkward, actually, when you walk through a guard of honour because you know that nobody that's standing clapping you wants to be clapping you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but if the shoe was in the other foot, I can foot, almost guarantee that's what would happen uh, if there was a guard of honour. You know, can but as you're that. saying, it's motivation. Though, yeah. As a sports mm-hmm. person, yeah. you should be able to take that and use it as motivation. So even yeah. in, in the game, you know, get into that ninety-minute game. If, if you're not happy with doing it, um, I think it shows an element of respect and it sends a bigger message than than just winning or losing. Always respected um, the fact that it wasn't good good enough when. Mm-hmm your fiercest rivals won the league. Mm-hmm. Um, the league table doesn't lie. And it's tough. It's tough when your your fiercest rivals get one over on you. Um, and you've got to respect the fact that sometimes um, you're not good enough. You need to go away, dust yourself down and work even harder to make sure it doesn't happen again. The socials are lighting up at Go Radio Football Show. Uh, Mark, you've asked a really good question. But you know how we're all saying, let's look after each other, let's be kind and all the rest of it. Competition's a great thing. Barry, I know James, our, our producer, it's his first time on, on a football programme, do, doing a great job. But he, did, I don't think James quite realised that You've got friends at Celtic and and you know and friends at Rangers right across. You're professional footballers, mm-hmm. and you, the enmity that you see on the pitch against each other doesn't need to get into the rest of society. Oh, it, it doesn't, and it shouldn't. Uh, yeah, Paul, I think I've explained myself about this uh, yeah. a few times on the show for for ninety odd minutes, whatever it is, when you cross that white line. You yep. do anything to win. Of course. Um, yep. But respect before it, yep. respect after it has always been the same with old firm. Certainly in my, my time when I played, um, always respected who I was coming up against um, in a Celtic shot. See, to be fair, last year when Hibs never gave us the, mm. they didn't do it, and uh, we scored first in the game, and the whole team lined up in a guard of honour, and Claire Shine that scored ran through the guard of honour. It was oh, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, what do you think tonight? What are you feeling about Celtic? Too little, too late, but uh, what do you think is going to happen at St Mirren this evening? Um, I think Celtic will win. Um, I think we've started to show a little bit of form. Um, I just. I just I'm, I'm pretty gutted about the whole way, the way this whole season's went. I actually phoned Go Radio near the start of the season 
but just before Shane Duffy signed, um, yep. talking about how good a signing I thought it was going to be. And it's been obviously a bit of a disaster. And and um, I just find it so strange that Shane Duffy, I don't mean to pick out individual players because they've all been poorer than they should have, yep. um, but it's incredible how long it's taken for Shane Duffy to be dropped. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that there was like, you're bringing in players that aren't centre has to play in his place, which isn't ideal, but just far too many howlers. And, and looking back at the whole appointment in the first place, um, I know went a wee bit off topic here, but okay. he, he, um, he played for Brighton, who were a team that were so used to playing backs, backs to the wall type of football, guarding their 18 yard boxes with, a, with a, uh, all the players in, in their half. He went from that style of football to playing to playing for Celtic, who are expected to have their centre-halves up in the halfway line. Um, so it's strange because it's a totally different style of defending. He's been asked to do it Celtic and he's, it's been shown that he's just not capable of doing it. So is that mistake in the recruitment? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, but but also, kinda, in, in a way, it, it shines a light to me on the fact that how good the whole loan system needs to be utilised by Celtic because, you know, you... you you buy a player like I know. I know a Jetty's came back from injury and he looks a bit leaner than than what he had previously looked. But you know, Celtic have got, bought guys like Borikter, guys like I mean, see that kind of two to three million pound, maybe four million pound signings. Yep. And I know we're, we're, we're in a world where we're trying to unearth Van Dykes all the time, yep. but there's been far too many purchases. I think that guys that just aren't aren't they're not good enough to play for Celtic. And, and when you get a guy like Duffy who you think is going to be good and you realise he's not well, no, no harm done in a way because you've not signed him um, so I think Celtic need to go down if possible a, a lot more loan signings to actually get guys you know you look at um, Paddy Roberts would have been an example of you know you get him in on loan and then you should be signing him in the back of his of his ability uh, rather than letting him just go back to his club and I think they tried Barry you've been saying for weeks months really Celtic's recruitment's not what it was no, it's not, and it's been proved. I, I, I think at the start of the season, if you asked me, like in terms of what Mark's just mentioned, a player Shane Duffy, I was thinking to myself, excellent signing. Um, but he, he's clearly struggled because it's a different way of playing. Mark's just explained that. He, he's used to defending on his 18-yard line. Celtic normally have got most possession. They're always attacking, so then your your defence your defensive line's quite high up and that doesn't suit uh, Shane Duffy. People getting in behind. Um, but one thing I will say is I don't know if Matt agrees with me The young boy Welsh has done really well I, I've been impressed with him since he's come in um, Fair play to him it's, it's been a difficult period for the boy to come in But he's shown a good uh, mindset That he could be one for the future Mark? He's, he's done He's done well, yeah um, Not not outstanding but he's done well And, and the thing is That's what baffles me uh, even more The fact that Duffy's been given so much time uh, To me to me, the Welsh should have been given. Uh, I think I think he played months ago, and then he seemed to disappear. And then Duffy was still getting games, and you're like, why? Why? I is think it was the old firm I, game, Mark. Yep. Um, in October I, time, and I actually thought he he done okay in that game, and then yeah. obviously he get left out, and obviously um, the, the bigger players um, played in, in in stadium. But I have been impressed with him. Listen, I'm, I'm not saying he's going to be a a, a Celtic centre defender in the future, but mm. since he's come in. And you've got to give him credit. It's been a difficult timeline for mm-hmm. him, for the young kid to come in. And I think that's that's football, though. At times, you know, clubs often have to justify decisions that they've made. You know, bringing Shane mm-hmm. Duffy to the club, um, 
would he under normal circumstances if he was a 19 year old had been put in given the same amount of time and opportunities absolutely not mm. you know but for whatever reason there was excuses made and there was a rationale as to why it, you know Shane Duffy was performing the way he was but um, credit you know to the young boy Welsh he's come in he's performed consistently I think um, it's not been easy because he's come in at a time where there's been an enormous amount of pressure defensively they've had to reshape the team you know a hell of a lot throughout the year and he looks like he could really develop and go on to be a top, top player. Do you think with Shane Duffy, the fact that, I know it was a loan, as you know, Mark, though there was a, it was a million or a couple of million having to pay during that period. They thought he would come good, that he would adapt to the game here. He's the captain of Ireland. And I think eventually you think, you know, it's a bit like Barkas, you know, five million pounds. And the manager played him, dropped him, played him again in the hope that it would change. And it didn't. I think people underestimate the Scottish game though mm-hmm. a lot of the time Paul yep. you know they come up and th- there was a lot of chat around Shane Duffy's move to Celtic and how he was a fan and you know whether he's underestimated the club and the, the teams I think this year um, the league's been really competitive I think there's been teams that you know you can never really call it most weeks now in terms of the scores uh, there's been a lot of improvement you know, but is it Shane Duffy's fault that it's not worked out or is it the club's fault? I'm sure he's you know, tried his best. Is it the recruitment? Yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't sure. think he's come up here and planned to no. not play well and, and find himself out the team. You know, but that's down no. to the club. They've brought players in, which has been a common theme, that don't fit the system. Mark, it's a good call. Thanks very much. You've got everyone talking on that. Back with Leanne and Barry next. The Bull Radio Football Show. Wednesday night kick-off already, Kilmarnock, Motherwell, 0-0, no scoring so far. You think there's goals in it though, Leanne? I think so, yep, absolutely. Uh, you know, two teams again that need a win, Kilmarnock probably more so right now, um, looking to improve and prove a point to the new manager, so I'd be expecting at least a, a goal or two tonight. And Barry, yeah, who do you think's going to win? I should have asked you before we kicked off, but there's still no scoring. Uh, so what do you reckon? I think we both have been down the, the wrong end of the table. It'll be a cagey affair, but I, I just fancy the, the Tommy Wright effect to um, help Kilmarnock. Um, I, I just, he's a manager that I've always rated, always enjoy listening to. I think he knows the game inside out and you just need to look at the success he had at, at St. Johnson and I says to you, I think it's a real wise appointment from Kilmarnock. So, for me, I think Kilmarnock will get the vital three points tonight. Kilmarnock getting the points. It was good to you. Alec Dyer was on the show with Rob last night and Stephen Cregan and spoke really well and he said he had a good discussion with Tommy Wright and that was good to see the sort of handover there of power. Who's going to win tonight, Leanne? I think Kilmarnock, Paul. Yeah, yeah. I think just yeah. the way they've shaped up and the changes that have been made. Um, what I would say about both of these sides is that they're two teams that nobody would expect to be in a relegation battle. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the way... Ross County, you know, can get results with John Hughes. You look at the way Hamilton performed at the weekend. I don't think there's any reason why not at this stage they could not find themselves dragged in there. So both sides need to put a run of results together and that needs to start tonight. Hopefully we get a winner. Eight o'clock kickoff, of course, for St Mirren against Celtic. Team news, hopefully, shortly. Let's go on the lines again. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. And Darren is on. Good evening, Darren. Good evening, Paul. How are you doing? Not too bad, how's yourself? Yeah, good, thank you. You're looking forward to it tonight? You'll be watching the Celtic match? Yeah, looking forward to it. Um, obviously, it's not the same as last season or the year before, but hmm. still we'll watch, still support them and, and hopefully get a win tonight. Man City are one up at uh, Swansea. Kel Walker, the scorer. Don't know if you want to know that, Darren, but the, the nation will just keep you up to date with uh, what's going on. So what's in your mind about Celtic tonight? Oh, it's, it's it's been on my mind all season. It's it's down to Lennon, and 
really I just want to ask you guys, Leanne and Barry, and, and just to think, what do you think the real reasons are that Neil Le- Lennon is still the Celtic manager? Because I think that there's a lot of disbelief that he's still there. And for the life of me, you know, you hear rumours about why he's maybe still in the post. But I don't think anybody, any Celtic manager, has ever survived such a bad run of form. Um, and I think even just coming off the back of the, the successful seasons, it, see, it just makes it worse. So I just wanted to find out what your opinion was and, and what do you think is the main reasons why Neil Lennon is still at Celtic? I think everyone is surprised given what happened that and you know everything he's taken. Barry, you you surprised? I know you think you'll stay on just now. I, I honestly, I've got a feeling he'll, he'll stay on just for the simple fact that I've listened to his interviews and and speaking about what's going to be happening going forward, and he's clearly looking at players to bring in. We, we all know and Darn will agree, and my mates who are Celtic fans know it's going to be a full rebuild, um, and they they're asking the same questions. They they want to know sooner rather than later who is going to be taking Celtic forward because see right now this is the time you start to recruit or a month or two into December uh, last year this is when you look forward and say right guys who are out of contract guys coming into the final year of their contract you go and identify players Um, so if Celtic aren't going to go with Neil Lennon and bring a new manager in in uh, June or July they're scraping about quickly to try and bring in a whole load of new players so again that's why I think Maybe Neil Lennon will be in charge. Leanne, it's hard to believe given that, you know, sometimes it runs its course, doesn't it? You mm-hmm. know, they had 12 in a row. Congratulations to them. Well done. But it's the end of an era. Rangers resurgent. You know, the board now getting its act together. Steven Gerrard with given time. And they're creating something special. It would take the rebuild of all rebuilds for Neil Lennon to be able to, to have the time and to mm-hmm. be able to rebuild it isn't in it time for change I would agree Paul yeah I, I, I do find it strange I thought there would have been a decision made um, mm. a few weeks ago you know because um, you don't expect an old firm manager to go in the run that they've gone and survive that's just never really been the nature maybe that's a good thing you know that we're giving managers a bit more time to make that change and turn things around but what I think is going on behind the scenes is that with Peter Law won't announcing that he was stepping down and the changes that will happen in terms of the the leadership of the club would it have been the right decision to make just now you know I think maybe they're they're looking towards somebody that will come in at the end of the season that will literally take nothing to do with this season you know if you changed it now and you brought somebody in would they still have carried the can you know of that disappointment of not delivering 10 I think it would have been tough you know I think any manager looking at it might have just went, you know what, listen, we'll hold off, we'll wait till the summer. Maybe there's work going on behind the scenes, we don't know. But certainly the way Neil Lennon is speaking, like Barry says, it, it doesn't appear to be any well, immediate see, change. See the, see the biggest and most important thing at a club is recruitment. That's number mm-hmm. one yeah. at a club. Now, if you're going and talking to a player, a player won't come unless he knows who's going to be the manager. Sure. You'd be crazy as a player. Darren... I'm sure. Right, let's ask you a question. So, as a Celtic fan, would mm-hmm. a new manager come in just now carry the can for losing the ten? I think no, we all know the I'm answer. Not at this stage, but not, maybe. All right. Not yeah. you know several weeks ago. Yeah. So yeah, now, no, listen. I, I totally get your point, Leanne. I, I think that you know what you're saying is, would they carry the can? I don't think so, because Celtic fans are designed to the fact that the season is practically done. Right. I don't think there's anybody would need to. Yeah. Rangers would need to blow up spectacularly, and it's never happened. You know, with ten games to go. Um, every week I put myself through the same thing I do the, ma- the, the maths on it <laughs> I keep hoping I feel like one of the disappointed me so, they are so you know what yeah, well Barry, Barry one of the things that I've looked at 
you know, I always said, I believed that if Celtic beat Rangers at Ibrox that day, I feel that Rangers metal would have been tested. Yep. And I genuinely believe... They'd Just after the New, Year, the, the New Year game. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I was, I was literally waiting for Rangers. You know what it's like, Barry, when you're playing football? Yep. If you're on that run and you get a defeat, the pressure mounts the following game mm-hmm. and I always felt that Rangers were you know just they were just one this bad result away like the Hamilton but for me that's came too late you know so I think it's going to be interesting come the Kilmarnock game on uh, the next game when Rangers play but getting back to the manager side of things I, I just I'm just flabbergasted at the fact that Neil Lennon's still there you know I've got greatest respect for him as a player and a manager but I think there's just something more at play here with Low, you know, from top to bottom, it's been a shambles. I think that um, Low has ha, must have given him some guarantees there at the se- end of the season, so the two of them will see it their their contracts, um, and, and that's why Lennon seems to be quite confident. Um, will he survive it? No, I, I, I don't believe he'll survive it 100. percent You know, as soon Dan, as you, Dan, are you, you know, not worried in terms of recruitment then? If a new manager comes in in the end of May June. Oh, it's too late, Barry. I totally yep. agree with you. Mm-hmm. I think if you're if you're forward, if you're if you're you know planning a business here, you're you're saying well, let's get him in early because as far as we're concerned, the season's done. You know, gives them a chance to embed, get to know the players. Mm-hmm. You know, and you and you're ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. You bring somebody in, you know, May June. You you then only get a few months to prepare, and that, that's not enough time for a new manager. Yeah, you're, you're chasing your you tail. Mm-hmm. So I think a hundred percent, and I just think, you know. It's a shambles You know I've seen There was other banners Up at Celtic today And I know there's a lot Of frustration amongst yep. Fans And mm-hmm. I, just, I, I totally agree With these guys Because and I don't like to see Violence or any of the Throwing things right As we've seen that I totally disagree with that mm-hmm. But I did agree With people going up And voicing their concern Because it's almost like The board uh, uh, Law for me Has been protected By Covid You know If the fans are there There's no way These two guys are Well Lennon anyway Surviving this long So who is the new manager For you Given that we're now Well almost The 10th of February Time has gone on And I take your point Leanne You were saying If they made the change In November Into December When uh, you know There's a real A lot of people Were saying time for a change Then January the 2nd came Celtic came close But they lost to Ibrox Um, Who would you like To see in charge now Eddie Howe was the chat A couple of weeks ago What about you Darren What would you do I, see, to be honest, she thought quite funny because my sister-in-law keeps asking that question when I keep moaning about Lennon and she says, you know, who would you take then? Yeah. I, I don't have that answer, to be honest with you, but what I would say is, you know, looking at the, the modern manager, I'll, I'll give you an example. I came out, the day of the treble treble, I came out of Hamden and John Hartson was driving out the, the, the ground and he rolled down his window and he shouted to all the fans, including myself, mm. Lenny's got the job, lads, just to let you know. And... I couldn't believe the discontent amongst the fans. And personally, for me, I said, are you joking? I said more than that, but I just said, are you joking? Because <laughs> I said it about three years ago. I said, this will come back to bite us. And I think that, no offence to Lennon, but he's proved every club he's went to, he's lost the dressing room. Players, I just don't, I don't know if it's his style, but there's always discontent, you know, if it's Bolton or wherever. It, you know, in Hibernian, follows with strikers. It followed them. And, you know, Again, going back to who I would like. Yep. Somebody that's in the modern era. You know, somebody that is the, is the cut of a like how or how else, whatever. You know, somebody like that that would be that type of managerial style. But maybe that's the problem that they don't have an answer just now. They don't have somebody. You know, Brendan Rodgers was available in 2016, 
Stephen Gerrard was available. Did you see the stuff in the paper today? He was up at Ibrox a few years ago and Dave King had bumped into him. They, they talked about it in the record today, the, the story it happened by just by chance, it said. And uh, Maybe Liverpool wanted a project for Stephen Gerrard and it's worked out. They need to have a plan. There must but be they, some they, plan. They may but have no- a plan and let the most important people know, and that's fans, the fans. Darren, but uh, nobody knows. Bearing in mind, yep. season book yep. sales are coming up, I think, end of April, start of May. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So the, the, the fans... Who are the most important people at the club? I don't care what anybody says. They're the, the people who put their, their hand in their pocket. They want to know. You would assume the new chief exec, Dominic Mackay, coming in, that will be the first thing that he does, is offer that reassurance one way or another. But that could be July the 1st. But then it's you would think that now that y- y- it's been announced. Surely you're, you're doing work mm. behind the scenes with a view to taking over, if that's speaking to a manager who's then looking at players and, and putting that list that wish list together almost to bring folk in and making contact. Who knows? But I do think that Celtic fans will be looking for that reassurance and they need it sooner rather than later. And and the the manager and it does take it on the chin, but he takes it on the chin for some of the pampered pooches that didn't fancy being told you don't fancy it here, you should go. I think that's mm-hmm. one true, one regret he may have that he didn't get rid of them earlier. Yeah. Get shot at them in, in August. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That's one thing that I've, I've thought about over the last few weeks. Should they have maybe have done it earlier? Because mm. um, you know what it's like, Leanne, you've been in dress rooms when players don't want to be there. It mm. festers and it affects yes. everybody around about the dress room. I know room. people would have said, oh, you can't sell some of these big names because the transfer window, as we know, was October. But hindsight, we're all, we're, we're all special. I hear you there, Darren, we're all right with hindsight. And, you know, you've got respect for Neil Lennon as the player and what he did as a manager. But look at uh, Chelsea, and I know Chelsea's at the other extreme. Mm-hmm. Thomas Tuchel comes in, Frank Lampard is out after, what was that, just over a year, 16 months. Oh, it- as a le- but he left still as a legend. Yeah, yeah for, for me, Paul, it's complacency. You know, I think Celtic were flying high mm. and, you know, it, we were untouchable to a certain degree. You know, the money we had, you know, we were streets, just streaks ahead. Fair play to Rangers. They've took the gamble financially. Still are, to an extent. And they've went all in, mm. you know. They, they went all in on it. And it's paid dividends for them. Um, I just think that Celtic's took, you know, buried their heads in the sand now. And I feel that they're just waiting for this season to go. You know, Law will leave the door. Lennon will, you know, I'm 100% he will leave. And they've just left us in a bit of a bad situation. And I think also that next year, Champions League, hopefully Celtic gets second place. It's massive for both clubs. Well, see, John Brownlee, the ex-Hibs legend, uh, many years ago, is saying that Hibs could come second. There's there's no chance. No chance. No, I don't think so. I'd agree, but I don't think so. But... It's massive financially, and this is yeah. going to be the thing that catapults one of the clubs, you know, above the other as next season and whoever qualifies. And if one doesn't, that's a that's a massive gulf again mm-hmm. for a season. But you're right; the Champions League qualifiers will start in July, so the, the clock is ticking. I don't ever remember a time like this where there's been such a, a conundrum. They don't seem to know what to do, or there's a plan that will come out. Eventually. I mean, that, that's only yeah. four months away. I know. Yep. It's not a long time mm-hmm. And that's what I'm talking about Recruitment mm-hmm. uh, Something needs to be in place And I think even other players That are there If you're in a dressing room That you, you feel there's been that The harmony's been unsettled You know And players are looking to leave You, you kind of want to know What does the future look like Who will be there Who will the manager be you Darren, know, Will we, we bounce yeah, back Leanne, next year Leanne you make a good point on that And, and it's like You know we, I, I watch players And I, I, you made a good point About Callum McGregor mm-hmm. And like You know You were talking earlier on How he's been put into every position you know, he's been accommodating the team. Yep. And I'll be honest, I think Callum looks shattered. Absolutely. I think he genuinely looks done in. And what, what frustrates me the most, from a manager's point of view, how does he not notice that? 
Mm-hmm. That, that's when my frustration is coming with Neil Lennon. He must be watching Callum McGregor. He knows how good that guy is on the ball. He's, you know, like Barry said as well, he could play in the Premiership, no problems whatsoever. And I watch him week in, week out, and he just looks tired. He made mistakes for Scotland. And I think the guy has got a weight in his shoulders. Mm-hmm. And that's when you genuinely, as a manager, you've got a, you know, you look at it and you think, take him out for a couple of weeks, let him recharge, you know, and, and get back into the way of things again. But there's just so much that and I And that's still, Darren. Think, you know, that's where the recruitment has a lot to answer for, though. Because see, when you're a player like that at a club, you're happy to take a level of responsibility week in, week out. You're happy to be that go-to player. But what you can't do is just shoulder the blame when everything goes wrong. One thing about you know? Callum McGregor, he, he's no uh, shied away from it. No. He doesn't hide, does he? he? Doesn't, and no. he doesn't moan as well, as you mm. says. He's been shifted about a couple of positions. Me... He's better in that forward-thinking central midfield. There's no doubt about it. But when he goes and he has to sit or he, he gets shifted to the left hand, uh, left-hand side, he never moans. And he's fit and available yep. every single game. Never Darren, misses a minute. Darren, before you go, we're going to a break. Yep. Where do you stand on Mark's suggestion? Should Celtic applaud Rangers onto the field uh, at the next... Have you guard of honour, Guard of honour. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm a wee bit old school when it comes to football, so absolutely not. No, <laughs> you're not having it. I, I, no. No, listen, I'm, a, I'm Celtic through and through, but I've also got good mates at Rangers like Barry, so you know, which is great, great banner. I think the great part, I love the psychology part of football, yep. and I remember playing myself where I would use it. I, I would use it to my advantage. You mm-hmm. know, I, I certainly would as a manager. I would say, you know what, you're clapping on the part because there is nothing worse than looking at guys that you've battled against all through the season and they've won the league and they've got the medals so I would use it to my advantage and yeah make so, it just take the step to make it the first time a club's done it as in Celtic to Rangers go for it so we take that as a maybe <laughs> <laughs> no you're, you're with me a maybe <laughs> not at all the league yet, so let's, let's, let's see what happens alright <laughs> right, Darren thank you the Bull Radio Football Show let's go Leanne Crichton is here, Barry Ferguson is here and we've been taking loads of calls but actually we're racing towards 7 o'clock there's no goals to report, Kilmarnock against Motherwell and nothing to report really Leanne so far. Nothing yet, no it seems fairly evenly matched Paul, going by the the reports and, and the updates so far but I mentioned it earlier, I think Kilmarnock need a win, I think the players will be looking to show Tommy Wright what they can do I like the changes that he's made tonight um, so far there's no been a breakthrough for either team but I would be expecting a goal before uh, the second half's out Here's Tommy Wright speaking about the move and about the players that he's inherited. Two sessions that we've had, quality's been outstanding. Um, you know, having looked at a, a lot of the games that you know, they have made individual errors and at crucial times, lost you know, late goals, lost leads. Um, but the overall quality of the squad and what I've seen, um, you know, I knew most of the players anyway. Uh, it does, that's one of the things, isn't it, Barry, that he knows virtually everyone in the game in Scotland. Yep, because he, he spent so so long up at, at St. Johnson, but he, he just mentioned there they've made crucial mistakes at crucial times, but that, that comes down to lack of confidence, not getting results, and I'm sure with a new manager, you know what it's like, a new manager comes in, people are desperate to go and show what they, they can do, and if you look at the starting lineup tonight, and even, even on the bench, he's coming into a decent squad there, so more than positive, he'll do a, a good job there. And it's working through scenarios as well, Paul, when you're in that position, you know, you look at the St Johnston game, you know, they've had a tough run of results, they find themselves 2-0 up against St Johnston and they lose three goals in the last 15 minutes of the game. That's about addressing, you know, every possibility in games. You know, what do we do if we're winning? 
how do you see the game out? How do you be disciplined if you're chasing a goal? Uh, I think that's what Tommy Wright has done really well at his time at St Johnson, and I would be expecting that message to be delivered to the Kilmarnock players. Uh, and I think uh, Broadfoot and Finlay have been big misses Huge. for them. They, yeah. They've been missing the yeah. last two or three weeks. They're, they've got good experience, um, and, and that's why they're probably conceding. When you're, you're two goals up and you're going into the final 15, it's about making sure you're, you're solid and, and compact. So they've been big misses, and, and when he gets them back, They'll be even stronger team. Man City are three up at Swansea, so no surprise there in the cup. But Raheem Sterling and then uh, Jesus, Gabriel Jesus scoring the third. So uh, they're on the way through tonight as well. There's uh, Leicester City against Brighton. Man City, I just love watching them. You do, don't just you? Foden at the ah. weekend. Leanne, we talked about him on Monday night. Ah. Unbelievable. I could not believe my eyes the other night. I follow Liverpool, I always have, yep. uh, since I was a kid. And, you know, they've had a tough season, but just sitting back and watching... Phil Foden at the weekend was just, just a beautiful. different level you know yeah. the, and his love for the game it is mm-hmm. what I think is just brilliant he, he doesn't come across as an arrogant player yeah. that's knows how good he is every time he plays and when you hear people speaking about him you know I think it was his former England manager saying that even in camp he would always have a ball at his feet in the hotel you know in the lobby football at his feet constantly he's just a, a young guy that loves the game and he's shown how good he actually is and it just shows you how, how much Pep Guardiola rates him mm-hmm. the, the millions that they can go and spend on players the, the squad that they've got I, I just love watching them. and the way what? he's looked after him Guardiola as well you know he's, he's put he's him in, in he's brought him back yep. out he, he's taught him what it means and developed him as a player and you can see that you know he I mean, plays way people, beyond his years yep, a lot of people going about his size but he's str- he can take a kick mm. he just gets back up he's he's getting stronger as well you see yeah. over the, the, the last few months he's getting physically stronger but ability wise he's just a joy to watch I see in the papers today Harry Redknapp was saying that when he gave up playing football um, he almost became a taxi driver but he went to America and then obviously we know he's he's managed so many clubs Barry was there anything ever I can't ask you when you gave up football because you're still in management and you're in on the media but was there ever a, what do you think you'd have done if you hadn't been a player um, probably went and worked with my dad in the roofs a roof sheeter yeah, in Lanarkshire would you have been a good roof sheeter? I'm sure you'd been a brilliant one. I'd have been no bad. Is that a roof sheeter? Is there such a, a roofer? A roofer. That's what it would have been. Um, you would uh, never have lasted in that. Me? Uh, listen, I went out no and I'd done my... Remember you done work experience? Mm-hmm. Huh? I went out and, and done it with my dad when I was 14 or... Oh, I lasted a day. He was, <laughs> he was just... He was going to kill me. So uh, no. Just lazy, just... Getting up heights, I don't, I'm no, yeah. I'm no big on. Heights, so when you so. when you face Walter Smith and Archie Knox and all that, wasn't that bad then? Was it if you'd been up on the roof with your dad? No, yeah. no, that's the, the fact where I, I just don't like heights. No. Mm. Yeah, Leanne, what about you? And I know you've had to combine because in the women's game you're not, you're not always, you've not always been full time. Yeah. Is there anything you would have been doing maybe if not a footballer? To be honest, Paul, the amount of arguments I would get into as a teenager at school and debates and standing up for what I believed was right I probably should have been a politician Aye, yeah. to be honest I think I would have enjoyed that would you still like debating. it? Yeah. Uh, to be honest I probably still debate uh-huh. you know there's a lot of politics in football yeah. and having to advocate for what you believe is right and certainly as a, as a female uh footballer and sports person we have to do it all the time you'd you know, be a great so advocate con- actually for the women's game that. Mm-hmm. Um, but no I used to love debates at school and, and getting right involved and fighting my corner whether mm-hmm. I thought I was right or wrong so I would have probably pursued something like that mm-hmm. Barry was talking about players who should be involved in the panels if we've got these panels and ex-referees looking at it would you be up for that? 
Hundred percent. I think yep. it's the only way you learn it is by speaking to people and listening to other, you know, people's opinions um, that have got experience. You know, I think there's a there's a place for f- people outside the sport to come in and offer a neutral view. But I certainly think if you want to learn and get better, uh, utilise the people that are right in front of you. Yeah, well, what I'm saying, Leanne, is I'm, I'm not saying that the panel of three because it's three ex- yeah. referees. Yeah. As I said, they'll probably get a wealth of experience in the game. But I just think a, a, a different set of eyes, somebody who has mm-hmm. played the game, to come in and, and give them a bit of advice on like a, a kind of challenge. Um, I, I just think it'll be better. I think the game will be better for it. I think what scares football is that they don't actually want too much change they don't want people with fresh opinions a lot of the time well it needs to be opened Terrified up yeah, change. it needs to be opened up yeah, we're going to talk about that better. next week Leanne will you join us again next Wednesday absolutely yeah. right Leanne will be with us and we do want to ask you about that because it's a time for change you know the things are changing in the world a lot of bad things in social media but there can be good things as well and people now should people with your experience and talent should be used um, in, in Scotland we should make that happen instead of just words anyway I've got the team news here's the Celtic team Bain and goals obviously Taylor Brown the captain Ayeti Turnbull Kenny Rogic Edward Ayer McGregor and Welsh so uh, Barry will give us how they'll line up just looking to see if there's any changes it's the same weekend. team again St Mirren same yep. as St Mirren yep. and St Mirren I've got uh, Jack Anik back in goal of course that's a change Shaughnessy the captain McCarthy Doyle Hayes Flynn Obika Dermis McGrath Connolly, Fraser, and Erehan. So those are the lineups uh, tonight for the for the match. Yep, Celtic yep. are just going the same for Diamond too. Um, as I said, Paul, we we watched the game. I thought the first sixty-five mm. minutes, up until Murrow scored, Celtic were in control of the the, the full game and. And when, when Muddle got that, that goal back, they, they just deepened about 20, 30 um, feet and they, they just looked as if they were under a bit of, of pressure and at the end, Muddle could have sneaked it. Mm. So what Wait. do you think is going to happen tonight? I think I think it will be a close game, but I, I, I'm going for Celtic to get the three points. What kind of scoreline do you think? Have a think. Well, Leanne, what do you reckon? 2-1 two two one. One Celtic. 2-1 yes. Celtic. Leanne? I'm going to go one each. Right. I think St Mirren will be really, really tough tonight. Mm-hmm. Um... I just even think the, the fear factor what St Mirren have achieved already mentioned it earlier in the show they've beaten Rangers they've beaten Celtic they've beaten Aberdeen I don't think Jim Goodwin will be expecting anything less from his side there's no reason why he should um, but I could be wrong could go the way Barry suggested and Celtic could possibly edge it but 1-1 for me and if Celtic do drop points tonight Barry it's I mean you know we've been saying it for weeks it is virtually then over there is no way back for Celtic and it gets closer to the, the day when Celtic uh officially conceded to Rangers and it probably wouldn't happen at Celtic Park then would it? No no, and then, uh, no I honestly believe I think the last couple of games if you look Celtic have definitely improved Paul mm. um, and listen uh, bar the, the last 20 minutes of the game and, and Saturday they were really dominant throughout and again he's, he's went with the start uh, the same 11 um, so again I, th- I think they'll be too strong but it'll be tough it's always tough going to um, sit man there's no doubt about it as we keep on mentioning Jim's got a really good team Guys who are obviously high in confidence, um, but not for me, Celtic tonight. We're laughing because Leanne, you've spotted the sky pictures there of Celtic arriving. So Neil Lennon, quite rightly, he's all wrapped up. If and I knew Scott Brown yeah. well enough, I would buy him a jacket because he's always got a t-shirt on. <laughs> oh, no. There's no way he can enjoy that. And is that a short-sleeved one? Short, short-sleeved t-shirt on. Yeah, Kieran Tierney does the same arriving thing as well. Yeah. On. Yep. Thanks, Lazy. <laughs> that wouldn't be me. I'd have no jacket, snuds, hats. Kieran Tierney does that because Scott Brown does it. Mm. That's right. Doesn't he? He's, he's looked up to me so career. <laughs> and Barry, look at the Celtic bench: Barkas, Duffy, Griffiths, Clamalla, Sorrow, Christie, 
Scottish international Johnson Elianusi, a £16 million player, and AC Milan's Laxal. You know, six months ago, nine months ago, you couldn't have believed it, could you? That they'd be 21 points behind Rangers, and Rangers have earned it and have hardly put a foot wrong. But it's a really strong squad, but it's it's the end of an era for that squad, isn't it? Yes, that 100%. There'll be a, a full rebuild. Um, but if, if you look at the starting 11 and you look at the bench, there's, there's yeah. real quality there. Can you even believe that Christie's on the bench? Mm. You know, talk about speaking about Ryan Christie six months ago, you would never have seen it him being out of the Celtic team. Even a month ago, Leon. Even a month ago, he, he was so important. Um, he's maybe one that may look to, to go in the summer. Mm-hmm. Who's the scorer, do you think, for uh, St Mirren tonight? Obika. Well, because yeah, he's back on form, scored uh, last weekend. Barry, is it Edward for Celtic? Yes. You think? Yeah, yep. Couple yeah of he's goals in, he's in yep. real good form. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I'd, certainly in good form over the last few weeks. I think if you look overall, he said a, a poor season by his standards, but somebody mentioned that, was it 20 goals? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you're Amazing. saying he's yep. not had a, a great season. It's, it's still a decent return for Edward. you believe that's the two hours up? We're back on tomorrow night. Looking forward to the programme. Rob will be in the chair uh, tomorrow evening and on the show with him it's going to be Marvin Bartley the captain of Livingston and Simon Donnelly if Simon can get through the, the bad weather Leanne thanks for that I hope you enjoy it on Saturday afternoon you tune in don't you when you're on the way to the match to I do I always, till six. always yeah. manage to catch at least 40 minutes of the yeah. show so it's been great no, keeps yeah, me going she lets us know how we're performing <laughs> thanks for tuning in tell your friends it's the Go Radio Football Show we're back tomorrow at five the Go Radio Football Show Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk.